Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners. We coach the Florida Coaches Coalition, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, and the global community of women in high school sports. You heard me say just about every episode, these are four great organizations, and it's true. They should really be a part of your network. And now, don't hit that fast forward button. Don't do it. Spend the next three minutes, take a listen to our sponsorship shout outs. These are all great companies that I used as a coach or as an athletic director. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Gipper is the official social media graphic solution for the podcast. They're also the sponsor for the all-star athletic director book available on Amazon. Check it out. Go to the Gipper.com platform. Uh, They're going to show you how to create world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design training. Uh, It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com. Start creating that custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Home Campus is the exclusive social... um, Uh, sports administration software and athlete clearance software for the podcast. It's also your one-stop platform for things like uh, scheduling, um, student athlete uh, eligibility, coaches clearance, and a whole lot more. Go to homecampus.com, see all the ways that they can help you. That's homecampus.com. We also want to say thanks to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school record boards or your school's Hall of Fame or to simply showcase your school's diverse history, go to VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. Mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. That's VitalSignsWallOfFame.com. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. It's digital ticketing that offers more more support, more security, more customization. Go to hometownticketing.com. Let them help you find the best solution for online ticketing. That's hometownticketing.com. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's the website. Uh, Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop right here. Snap Raise is hands down the best one available. But there's so much more. You've got Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage. To see them all, go to snapraise.com. We want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was just fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided to help them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com, see why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Check out their um, products and schedule a live web demo to see their score boards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your athletic department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Their team is going to show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student-athletes. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys connect you with the 2%, but they also connect you with the 98% that love and support your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with that frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them show you how they can help take your program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We are staying right here in the great state of Florida today, and our guest is Dr. Seth Hickerson. 
Is that correct, sir? Okay. That's it. Yep. Okay. I, 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 I want to make sure I get those names right. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Hickerson is more than a doctor. He is um, a certified strength and conditioning specialist. You know, one of the hardest, uh, you know, alphabet certifications to get. And he's the founder and the CEO of an organization called My Steady Mind. Uh, if you go to his website, and we're going to give that out later on. He's going to talk about things about the mental gym and uh, cheat codes for athletes and coaches. I just love it. So, uh, Dr. Hickerson, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really, really honored to be a part of this and, and get to share some insight and information with your listeners out there that hopefully they'll be able to take some things away and get them thinking and and maybe have some things that they can start to work on implementing um, within their organization. So, grateful oh. to be here. Absolutely. And, and again, that's what we try to do with this podcast is we're trying to share some best practices for coaches, ADs, and for athletes that might be listening. You're recommended by a mutual friend and we've been, uh, we've had this on the schedule for a while. So I'm excited to get going for our listeners. We're recording this on September 5th. So it's going to be pretty timely when you're listening to it. Let's go and get started. Um, doctor, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, uh, maybe take us up through your own high school and college experiences, and then we'll take yeah. a break and hear more about your early career. But what's the uh, Seth Hickerson uh, origin story? Oh man, the Seth Hickerson origin. I, I definitely will, will share it. And I think a lot of that origin is what led me to where I'm at right now. And really the problem I'm trying to solve and the people I'm trying to help. And so little bit about me. I'm from Southern Indiana, small town guy, Bedford, Indiana, right outside Bloomington by IU. Um, small town guy. And growing up, I was an athlete. You know, I was a year round football, basketball, baseball player um, from the time I was five up until, you know, my senior year. And But I was an athlete, football, basketball, baseball. And uh, I kind of tell people when I got into high school, I was a really good athlete, but I wasn't the best student. You know, I wasn't the best, I'll say, you know, kid. When I got into high school, I had all the athleticism and the talent, um, but I was too uh, concerned with partying and being cool and hanging out and drinking. And, you know, I was one of those athletes that could show up to a baseball game or a football game hungover and still go three for four with a home run and two RBIs. And not that I'm bragging on that, but that was the kind of guy I was. And that ended up costing me, which which we'll talk about. Um and so I, I literally, my first day of high school, I asked the guidance counselor, what, what GPA do I need to be eligible to play sports? And she said a 2.0. So I said, all right, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get, and that's in my mind. I said, I just, just need to make a 2.0. And so um, that's kind of what I did, which they say it's harder to maintain a 2.0 than a 4.0. Yeah. You know, I was that kid that would make a 40 on a test, a 60 on a test. And then they'd be like, Seth, you need to make a 92 or you're not passing. And I could show up and make a 92. And so but anyway, that's what ended up kind of blowing up in my face. My identity all through high school was an athlete. And my plan in my mind was I was going to go play baseball was my best sport. I was going to go play college and pro baseball. And, and that was it. But I didn't have the mindset stuff. And eventually what ended up happening was I had some scholarship opportunities, but I basically drank myself out of it. You know, the coaches and the people that were talking to me were like, you know, this kid's, you know, he's got some talent, but not enough that we're willing to Put, a, put all our you know chips in and so what happened to me was what happens to I think a lot of kids out there that may not ever get exposed to kind of the things we do at My Steady Mind you know is I wound up graduating high school 2.1 GPA drinking problem and no more sports you know and and then what also happened was I lost my identity and my doctorate is in educational leadership, which we'll talk about. And a lot of the stuff that we as people struggle with from a mental health perspective is a result of our school systems not really providing us with adequate information as to some of the things like identity and identity lost. And so that's what happened. Graduated high school, no plan B, no, no good GPA, no more sports. And I fell into a real deep, dark depression and kind of a downward spiral for about a year, which again, a lot of high school kids graduate with, and that's where they just end up and, and stay, you know? So I kind of fell into that for about a year. And then eventually I was like, all right, I need to, I need to do something else. So I joined the military and joined the Navy. And in the Navy, I was a CB. If any of you are familiar with, if you got any veteran friends out there. So I was a Navy CB and my first duty station was Tokyo, Japan. 
So I went, this was back in the nineties. So I went small town boy from Bedford, Indiana to Tokyo, Japan, quite a change. Right. And I lived over there for three years, but when I was living in Japan is when I started getting introduced to some of the things that I, I teach and practice now, some mindfulness stuff, meditation, breath work, just some of the things that they do over there culturally to deal with their emotions and their mental health. And I was pretty desperate for anything. You know, I was trying to figure out how to deal with my own stresses and anxieties. And I started trying some of that stuff out and it worked, you know, practicing a little bit of meditation, practicing some mindfulness stuff. And this was back in the nineties. So it wasn't real hip and trendy yet in our country. So I was kind of, you know, just doing it on the down low, but it was helping. And then I moved from Japan to Spain. So then I went to, to on the coast of Spain for a year. I know real rough duty stations for a military guy. But when I lived in Spain for a year, I got exposed to kind of how they go about their daily life, right? Very laid back, a lot of siestas, not this stress and hustle and bustle like we experience over here. But every time I would come back to the United States, I would notice, man, everybody here is just agitated, irritated, kind of tight and anxious. And, you know, you just felt that it was palpable. And I was in my mind, like, I want to get back to Europe or Asia where it was more peaceful. And so I just kind of got fascinated with what was happening. And that's when I started learning, you know, cultural differences and some of the things we do great in our country and some of the things that we don't do well in these countries have thousands of years of experience on us. So they've learned things, you know, to manage it. So anyway, came back and said, all right, let me try this college thing again. Right. So went back to college, used the GI Bill. I always thought I wanted to teach and coach. That's what I wanted to do, be a teacher and a coach. So I did my undergrad in health and physical education. Um, and my sophomore year, I went to Indiana State. I took an elective class on sports psychology. And it was the first time I'd ever heard of that. I was like, what's, what's this? This sounds interesting. And so I took it. And mental training wasn't a foreign concept coming from the military. Like I kind of understood mental training, you know. Um, but what happened when I got in that class is I was really kind of mad. I was like, where was this back when I was in Bedford, Indiana? Why wasn't somebody teaching me how to manage my emotions on and off the field? Maybe I would have gone on and, and you know, fulfilled my dreams. And so I fell in love with sports psych, went to the University of Tennessee to do my master's in sports psychology. And then when I got into the sports psychology program, I noticed that, you know, sports psychology wasn't really for the 14-year-old Seth Hickersons in Bedford, Indiana. It was for elite athletes, professional athletes, right? But that's when I kind of had that entrepreneurial vision of saying, man, how can I take this skill set and make it available to, you know, regular high school and college kids out there that may never have access to it for whatever reason. And so that's when I started um, the first company called Boost Mental Toughness and Leadership about nine years ago, which was designed to bring, I call it cognitive fitness training, which we'll talk more about. Cognitive fitness is a blend of sports psychology, contemplative practice, military resiliency, neuroscience. It's a lot of the things that I've had exposure to and that I've used to train. I've trained Navy SEALs. I've trained pro athletes. I've trained a lot of high-performing people on this, this skill set, but I wanted to make it available to, you know, especially college athletes that, well, you know, might be struggling or might have a lot of potential, but just can't get their, their mindset right. So that's really the journey I've been on. Then I, I went after grad school to the University of Richmond, um, taught there, oversaw fitness and wellness, did my doctorate in educational leadership. And that doctorate in educational leadership is what allowed me to take kind of the way I've been training people and turn it into a curriculum and a course so that it could be, you know, affordable, scalable, made available so that we could help as many athletes out as possible. And that's really kind of what brought my steady mind to life. And, and that's my mission now is to go out and help athletes and coaches and athletic directors provide them tools, like you said, so that they can um, help their athletes, you know, reduce stress, but also improve performance through cognitive fitness training. Well, really cool stuff. You brought up a, a lot of points. We're going to go and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into those. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Dr. Seth Hickerson. He is the CEO and founder of an organization called My Steady Mind. We're going to take a deep dive into that, too. Uh, but let's go and take that first break. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our friends at Gipper for their support of the podcast. Gipper's the official social media graphic solution for the podcast, and it can be the solution for your school and your athletic department. Go to Gipper.com. Their team is going to show you how to create world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. Uh, it'll help you, you know, celebrate your team's accomplishments, promote your athletes and your program. 
Uh, your kids are on social media. And if you're not, you're missing a great opportunity. Go to Gipper.com, mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount. Uh, and again, their team is going to help you create some custom content for your school social media channel. That's Gipper.com. Check them out today. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Once again, our guest is Dr. Seth Hickerson, uh, certified strength and conditioning specialist, also the founder and CEO of My Steady Mind. Doctor, I want to go back to a, a comment you made uh, earlier. During your undergraduate uh, career, uh, that, that physical education major just hardly exists anymore. But you mentioned one of your courses was the sports psych course. Um, what were some things that as you're diving into the text and the lectures and the discussions that really reached out and grabbed a hold of you and maybe even some things that you continue to do to this day in your practice? Yeah, it was, you know, a fascinating and eye-opening and mind-opening course, to say the least. I think some of the things that really jumped out, first and foremost, was just the fact that this wasn't something that as an athlete I had ever heard of or been exposed to. And 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 as soon as I started to learn more about it, I was like, this absolutely needs to be something more athletes are exposed to, because what it really deals with is mental health. You know, and one of the things that fascinated me to learn, and we'll talk more about this, is when it comes to mental health, just like physical health, there's two sides. There's mental health treatment and mental health training, just like physical health treatment and physical health training. But I'd never really heard of or understood mental proactive mental health training as an actual kind of tool that a person could use to help improve performance and reduce stress. And so we often, when we think about mental health in our country, especially, we just think of the treatment stuff, Right. Um, and so just that seeing mental health as having two pillars to it, just like physical health, you know, we do physical health training proactively. So we mitigate physical illness or physical treatment, but that, that's something that just really doesn't exist in our society is that proactive mental health training. And then understanding that it's also a tool that can help you improve performance, which all athletes are interested in, but it's really got that double benefit, double benefit, improve your performance and just teaching you how to deal with your daily stressors of life as a student or as an athlete. Um, so that was really fascinating to me. Now, um, you, you mentioned mental health, but you also mentioned mental performance. And this is where, you know, you can tell me, Jake, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, you know, we'll hear, uh, and these are my words, we'll hear mental health professionals talk about, oh, the country today, our youth today, we're in the middle of a mental health crisis. Um, and I will hopefully politely and respectfully correct them. No, it's not a mental health crisis. It's a mental health challenge. It's a mental health opportunity. And, and you mentioned it. You know, we train physically. Uh, we train strength. We train speed. We train agility. Let's train our kids, whether they're high school athletes, college athletes, et cetera. Let's train them in those mental performance areas. It's not a, oh, woe is me. It's, hey, we know how to do this. Let's do it. Now, am I wrong or am I just a little bit no. right? <laughs> you, you're you're a lot bit right, you know, in what you're saying. And that's a lot of what I'm trying to do is being a mental health. Like we have to change the narrative around what mental health is and what mental health isn't. Because just the term mental health, when people in our society hear that, they don't hear health, they hear illness. Exactly. You know, if they just say to you, hey, what's physical health? You're going to tell me, oh, it's about being fit and healthy and active and having these. But if I say what's mental health, people go to the negative side of it, right? So they, so that's why I try, I try to really not even use the term much mental health because it does have this negative connotation. Um, and what we're doing through cognitive fitness training, right? Which is what what another fascinating thing about sports psychology. And this is the reality of the situation: is if we try to really get our athletes and students and co-workers and people to try to do much to improve mental health because of that stigma and their association, they're reluctant to do it, right? Because it, it just makes them feel like I'm broken or something's messed up. I don't even want to talk about it. And so what we do at My Steady Mind and a lot of what sports psychology does is we hide the medicine in the cheese, right? And so cognitive fitness training is proactive that will improve performance which it will, you know, from a performance perspective, there's three ways you can train an athlete. You can train them physically, technically, and mentally. 
you know, the physical training is the lifting, the running, the exercises, technical, that's the technical aspects of your sport, whatever that might be. And then mental training is its own silo. And that's what a lot of people have never had access or exposure to. And most coaches and people out there think the physical training is the mental training. And one of the things I say all the time, a thousand push-ups doesn't protect a fragile mind. You know, we have to learn how to train separately um, so we get that synergy among all three. But if we want to get athletes to do it and people to participate in it, we have to change the dialogue around it. Right. And so you're right. It's not a mental health crisis. You know, it's just, you know, mental illness has gone up a bit due to a bunch of societal things that are going on. But mental health in itself is it's good. It's cool. It's something we need to do. But people just have never had the tools or the access to know how to do it. And that's what we're trying to help. Right. No, I love it. Great stuff. We're going to take that deeper dive into those tools and some of that training in our next segment, but I want you to go and finish that journey. You mentioned that you started a company uh, and that led to uh, your current company, My Steady Mind. You know, take us back to that journey. You know, what were some of the things you were doing and how did that lead to My Steady Mind? Right. So it was interesting. Again, I started it about nine years ago. And, you know, if we think back about nine years ago, the whole goal was I wanted to create an online training that could be affordable, available, scalable, so that because you can't fix this stuff with a one-off approach. And that's probably what I'll talk about. It has to be a part of, and that's what the, the company's designed to be a part of, something that, you know, is, a, is within the DNA of your organization. And what a lot of people were doing back then, nine years ago, nobody was really talking about proactive mental training. It wasn't a really a kind of a buzzword. COVID is what kind of sprung this stuff more into the limelight. And nine years ago, people weren't, weren't really doing a lot of uh, online courses. And so what we were doing was kind of ahead of the game. And it was very unique and new. And we we're also a for-profit, you know, and high schools and colleges didn't want to spend any money. You know, so that's where I kind of had to pivot. You know, the goal and the design was to get it into high schools and colleges but back then, and it's hard to crack the school systems, you know, because they've got so many other things and they're like, what do I get rid of? What do I take place of? And so we just had some challenges trying to get it in. And then I started having to pivot and say, okay, well, you know, as a small business owner, who is interested in this training and who can afford it? And that's what we did for a few years. We got into law enforcement, healthcare, really any industry that has a lot of stress, burnout, emotional exhaustion. Um, and there was a lot in those industries. And so we've we kind of went down that road service serving other ones um but athletics and athletes has always been the primary focus and what the training's been built around and then when covid happened it kind of woke all of us up to say hey we have to think differently about mental health right we have to get more proactive we have to do different things and that's when we relaunched my steady mind which is a bigger better version and we started getting it into some more schools and now some college campuses and we've got a good model that we can roll out. Yeah. Again, I've been on your website. looks like some really, really cool packages that are available. We're going to talk about those too. Let's go and take our next break for our listeners. Uh, once again, we're visiting today with Dr. Seth Hickerson. He is the founder and the CEO of My Steady Mind. We've been teasing you, but uh, he's going to take us uh, on a deep dive into My Steady Mind. When we come back, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Home Campus for their support. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, coaches clearance, and, and so much more. As an athletic director here in Florida, I used Home Campus every single day, and it was just fantastic. And the Home Campus staff was great to work with, too. To find out more about how Home Campus can help you, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com, and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to display your school record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, or your school's Hall of Fame or simply showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, mention the podcast, you'll get a nice discount, and then get one of their great products. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Once again, our guest 
excuse me, is Dr. Seth Hickerson of My Steady Mind. Doctor, you did a great job in that last segment about talking about you know how we as coaches, as uh, ADs, as leaders, uh, approach the idea of mental health, mental training, and not automatically saddle a kid, you know, with you know mental illness or you know uh, you know mental health crisis. Uh, so thank you for doing that, just for me. Um, share with our listeners, who again are, are athletic directors and coaches. What are the what is my steady mind? What are some of the packages that are available to them for their student athletes? And you know wh why this is so important. Yeah, a couple of things. One, I'll, I'll first kind of talk about the you know a little bit more about mental health, and so that people kind of have more perspective. And so I'm a nerd. I, I read the studies and the data and all that. So um, in our country, NAMI, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, does an annual survey. What percentage of the population has mental illness? And last year it was about 23%. So that's that's a pretty big number. One in four people, 18 and older, and it's probably similar to 16 and above. Those people need treatment. So if you're an athletic director, if you have a school, you want to make sure you do have tools and resources for that, whether it's counselors or clinics and things. But about 75% need training. And so that's what my steady mind comes in and says, how can we provide proactive training that these people can actually use? And so we do that uh, a couple of different ways. When I was creating My Steady Mind, I wanted it to be fun, measurable, scalable, a lot of the things that we don't normally associate when we hear the word mental health. And so we do that through, it's called a cognitive fitness boot camp. It's an online nine module course with weekly coaching um, that can be done. It's And it's designed to be operationalized, right? So you can bring it in and it becomes a part of your your team, it becomes a part of your school. And as a veteran, we use a lot of fun language and acronyms that make the training sticky. And that's how it starts to change culture. You start giving these kids tools and tips that they can use and then fun names and examples that they can help each other out with. Um, like the BAMO breath, breathe and move on, BAMO. They learn what that breath technique, how it works. Then they can yell it to a teammate that might be struggling. Hey, BAMO. And they know what that means, right? And so that's how we roll it out within the school. It's a nine module online course. It takes about an hour a week for nine weeks. Each student does a 30 minute online module. So they have a week to do a 30 minute online module. And then they meet as a team once a week for, we call it the wrap session, which means review, apply, prepare, where the team comes together with myself or one of our coaches. And then we, we what did you like in the module? What'd you learn? How do we apply it to our personal or to our, our student life? And then we prepare for the next, next uh, session. And so it has a real nice cadence. And everybody takes an assessment, so they get their cognitive fitness score. That's one of the things why when people hear mental anything, they can't wrap their mind around it because it seems so ambiguous and vague and they just don't know. And so that's what we wanted to do at My Steady Mind was make it, you know, practical, tactical, easy to implement, easy to measure and, and easy for people to learn how to do and create real routines that they can use to help improve performance before game, after game, at home and so it's just very practical and tactical. And the big word too, is it's just fun. It's just a fun course. Right. And, it, and again, we'll do this at the end of the podcast, but the, the website is mysteadymind.com. Um, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and maybe pick your brain, um, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? They can email me at seth at mysteadymind.com or LinkedIn. I'm on there if they want to connect. That's really the only social media site I'm fairly active on. But they can they can usually catch me on LinkedIn or Seth at mysteadymind.com. All right, let's go and stay on this topic for a moment. Uh, again, the 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 packages, the modules are all there at the website mysteadymind.com. Uh, let's say you're speaking to that uh, cynical athletic director. Uh, we'll say he's from Tallahassee. Uh, uh, yeah. What are some uh, examples and again, don't give the school, don't give the kid's name or the coach's name, but what are some examples that you've seen where really had a, a significant increase and in whether it was in mental health, whether it was on the field performance, uh, you know, give us some of that anecdotal information that that cynical AD is looking for. Oh yeah. It's, it's funny because when I first started uh, boost, I was living in Oklahoma city. So in Oklahoma, and so you can imagine some of the skepticism and cynics out there when you're talking about mental training or anything, you know, these are just good old boy traditionalists, you know, that believe in kind of the pull yourself up by the bootstrap mentality. And, and so, you know, definitely experienced some of that part of what, what I do with helping them understand that is that 
what these students are learning. They're not soft skills. And most of my coaches are former Navy SEALs. I mean, the SEAL teams train this way, right? Because it's the most, it's the most competitive advantage you can have is learning how to train mentally. And I'll, I'll ask coaches that you, every coach says it's about mindset and winning mindset and champion mindset. And I'll, I'll ask them, okay, well, what, what training do you do to facilitate that? And usually again, they'll come back to some physical thing and I'm, you know, physical training is good, but that's not actually what's going to help them learn how to create a new mindset. And so I think it's just demystifying it. You know, ours is science backed, you know, NASA does this training. So it's, it's, it makes it very easy to understand and it takes away a lot of that kind of woo woo-ness you know? Um, and so, and again, you're ultimately just helping these coaches understand the importance, you know, of you ask any coach, what's the most important part, you know, they'll usually say the mind, it's a mental game. And I'm like, okay, well then how are you training mentally? And that's where they'll kind of look at you. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, if you want to have the best team, they need to be training physically, they need to be training technically, and they need to be training mentally. And we provide that mental training element so that you can have a comprehensive mental training program and then the, the beauty of it again is is yes it's going to give these kids a competitive advantage but it's also just going to help them deal with the daily stressors of their lives in a way that doesn't make them feel like i'm in some kind of treatment model or something and again uh for our listeners uh you really need to check out the website my steady mind very um easy to follow um, um, all the different modules that are available. Let's go and take a break. And then uh, I want to take a little bit of a deeper dive into one component of uh, the programs that you offer. So for listeners, again, our guest is Dr. Seth Hickerson. He's a certified strength and conditioning specialist. He's also the founder and the CEO of My Steady Mind. Let's take that break, but we're coming back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And if you go to hometownticketing.com, their team is going to show you how to set up and sell tickets online, not just for your athletic events, but things like school plays, uh, concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every school is assigned a dedicated client success manager it's going to provide hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Hometown is digital ticketing that offers more. Go to hometownticketing.com to get started. We also want to thank our good friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. You've got Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, but you also have the best fundraising platform out there called Snap Raise. You can see it all at snapraise.com. Make sure you check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, Dr. Hickerson, on your website, you know, again, you do a great job of talking about the modules, but a couple of things really caught my eye. Um, one of the areas that you work on is helping athletes avoid, and there's a lot of different ways to say it, but you know, the negative emotions, negative self-talk, defeatist attitude. Um, can you, without giving away the program, can you talk mm -hmm. about how, why that's important and maybe a couple of ways that you and your team address it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I always want to help people understand is the, the practical application of what you're doing and how it works in game, for example. And what mental training does is it, it trains you on how to be calm in chaos, right? If I'm training SEALs and professional athletes, how can I be calm in chaos? And as an athlete, there's a lot of chaos in our sport. And particularly when that athlete makes a mistake and it's that negative self-talk and how that can start to compound that mistake. And because what, what we teach in the course is they learn more about your brain and how your brain works through neuroplasticity and how the language and self-talk that we say to ourselves can dictate the next outcome. So if I'm a high school quarterback and I just threw an interception, right, that wasn't good. And it's not this toxic positivity mindset, but what usually happens if, with an untrained athlete is their thoughts start getting really bad, right? Oh my God, I suck. My coach is going to pull me out. We're going to lose the game. You know, I don't want to go back in because I'll throw another, they're not, this is just what's happening in their head. And what that's doing is it's starting to try to form pathways that is going to manifest that thing to happen, right? So it's increasing the probability if that athlete can't get their negative self-talk under control, 
One, it's getting them in this sympathetic state. So they're, they're nervous and anxious feeling now, and it's hard to perform athletically when I'm real tight and wound up. But more importantly, if they don't know how to kind of reframe those thoughts using thought stopping techniques or breath control techniques to where I can bounce back quicker from that turnover. And actually, when I come back in for the next possession, I am optimistic. I'm persistent, you know, because that's what we see as coaches, right? Kid makes a mistake, whatever sport. And then here comes the downward spiral. We can feel it on them. We can see it on them, right? And a lot of times as coaches, we get frustrated because we're saying things like, hey, just snap out of it or just focus. Well, focus is a skill, right? We can't just tell an athlete to focus and all of a sudden they can focus. That's one of our modules is, is on focus. So all these things that we want our athletes to be resilient, present, focused, confident, those are skills, you know, and, and that's what the training helps them focus on. So that when that moment, that athlete is in that moment where the game's on the line or I made a mistake and they need to be confident, they've got actual tools and techniques that they can use to get them more confident, right? Uh, and that's a big difference between what a lot of people think is like, oh, we can just bring in a motivational speaker or we can watch some motivational videos, right? Mental training is the same as physical training. I can't just watch a video about exercise and my body gets bigger. I can't read a book about exercise and I get, you know, I have to go lift and do the weights. And so that's what mental training does is it gives them the actual weights that they can use to create. Um, we call it your steady mind formula. So your steady mind formula, ECR, an emotional control routine, that's three mental exercises an athlete does in the morning or maybe before a game to get them into flow state. That's where we're trying to help these athletes live and perform or in the zone. And then an IER is that thing that when they get out of the zone, they can, whether it's a breath technique or a biohacking technique or a mantra, what's the thing they do that gets them back into steady state in the moment. And, and the help coaches understand how mental training works is if you take an athlete, let's say a 14 year old basketball player, and if they go play 10 games over 10 days and they don't train mentally, the way they will be in the zone about 20% of the time. They don't know how they got there. They don't know if it's going to be game one or game seven. They were just like, oh, I was randomly in the zone. So if you don't train mentally, the zone happens randomly. But when you train mentally and you have your ECRs and your IERs, they'll be in the zone 80% of the time, eight out of 10 games. And that's where you see the elite performers live. Because they train mentally, you just kind of exist in it, you know? Um, and uh, you, you brought up a very good point. You and I talked about this before we came on is that I don't think there's a coach in America that would deny that, you know, mental performance training is valuable and has a significant factor in success, success for the kids, success for the team. But it's that uh, convincing the coach to, and these are my words, give up practice time to train those things. I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the way you just described it is, yeah, there's some initial instruction, but moving on, a lot of this is athlete-led, and right. they're doing it, uh, I would say, outside of practice in many cases. Is that a, a good description? 100%. That's exactly right. And we designed it because I know, you know, coaches always think, I don't have time. I don't have time, you know. And it's designed to be a, a simple, it's not a heavy lift. You know, basically, each athlete has a week to do a 30 minute online module that they can start and stop them. But then as they go through that module, the cool thing about mental training is they're, they're learning tips and techniques that they can practice. They can use it before they're taking a test, right? Maybe my negative self-talk's going and I'm getting ready to take a test. They're gonna have exercises and techniques they can use in the moment that helps them get over that much quicker. That's the beauty between physical training. Yeah, I would need a lot of time. As a CSCS, I need an hour. You know, and it's going to be three months before we may start to see significant results. Well, our brain grows through new pathways. And so those results happen a lot faster and a lot quicker. It's just about being consistent with it, making it available, and then reinforcing it with the coaching sessions. But that's the cool thing is, you know, it's you get results very quick um, with mental training. And it's not a real heavy lift from a time perspective. But it is something you do have to commit some time to. Right. Um if you want the benefits, but it's, you know, 10, 15 minutes a week, maybe. I, I like the way you phrase that. It's not a heavy lift, uh, you know, just coming yeah. in, coming back to that training thing. Yeah. Yep. We're going to take another break, but we're not done. Once again, our guest is Dr. Seth Hickerson of My Steady Mind. Let's take that break, but we're coming back with more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle for their support. 
Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used huddle for years and it was just fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a huddle school and our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to the highest level. Go to huddle.com and you're going to find a professional grade solution to the challenges that ADs and coaches face. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your athletic department, they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule that live web demo today and check out their great products. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Hey, welcome back everyone. Seth, you, I think you've done just a wonderful job of talking about the concept of mental training, mental performance, and how my steady mind works. Um, I'm still going to guess, you know, there might be a listener or two that's unsure about, you know, making that plunge. Um, you know, talk again about how the platform is there for the coaches and it's they're not going to have to be doing a bunch of this stuff on their own. Right. And my whole goal with this was, to your point, to make their life easier. Like, I've been a coach. It's not an easy thing. We have a ton of things we're tasked with trying to manage, you know, and ultimately, I think the, the overall health and well-being of our athletes is probably a top priority, you know, and in our climate today, I don't think any coach would argue that a lot of these younger athletes, and I'm sure they've seen it. They've just seen, you know, if they've been coaching for more than 10 or 15 years, they've seen a change in the resiliency of these kids and how difficult it is for them to manage some of their own stress and performance. And so what I wanted to do with my steady mind was create a tool and a program that could be easily implemented into your team or your school so that the coach doesn't feel like, or the athletic director doesn't feel like they have to quote unquote, figure it out. Right. Cause that's what happens is that the reason they deflect it's because they think it's going to be a bigger stressor. It's something I'm going to have to manage something. I'm going to have to try to, change up what we do. And, and the, the program is really designed to not do that. You know, I say we did the hard work, so you don't have to, all you have to do is believe that your athletes could benefit from this training. Um, and we'll help you get it integrated. And there's really no risk in it. You know, it might be a small cost, but there's no risk. I promise every coach out there listening that their athletes and anybody that really goes to the training will benefit, you know, um, athletically, personally. And, you know, a lot of the teams that we've worked with have, have kind of found that to be true. And, you know, one of the athletic directors for a local university here, you know, they're getting tasked with, Hey, you need to figure something out. And they're trying to form committees and they're trying to appoint people as their mental wellness team. And it just creates more stress. And you got people that don't know what they're doing, trying to make decisions. And so we want to help, help people avoid that and be able to just check the box and say, yeah, when it comes to mental health and mental wellness and training for our athletes, we've got a partnership and a program that we implement and it becomes a really good tool. Parents are going to love it that you're doing it. And so it's, you know, it's a win-win without being a heavy lift for um, the people that are responsible for making the decisions. And that's what we want, make their life easier. No, absolutely. That was one of the things that really appealed to me when I saw it. Um, and again, you've got the the prizes, which are very, very reasonable on your website, but you also yeah. mentioned uh, that you got uh, a special uh, going on. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah. Everybody loves a special. Yeah. I mean, you know, we literally, with my steady mind, the, the price of what we do, you can do the training individually, or you can do it as a group or a team. And it's usually best done as a team. That's when they do it. You know, your soccer team does it, your football team does it, you know, and it's, it's, nine weeks, we can reduce it to six weeks. So we do have some flexibility in that schedule if it meets with your season or whatever the case may be. And I've made this really as affordable as possible. Um, but what I'm doing for the end of the year between now and the end of the year is offering a 25% discount for any of your listeners out there that are interested in maybe doing my steady mind training. Um, if they, you don't have to start the training until next year, but we're running the discount between now and the end of the year. Um, and I can share with you a, a, a code or however you want me to get it out to your listeners of what they can use to get that discount. We want to make it affordable. It's just something that people need right now. And I know budgets are kind of tight. 
Um, and we don't want that to be something that inhibits people from being able to do it. Well, I, I, and again, thank you so much for offering that. I, I would say just if you're listening to this and you're interested, you know, you need to email Seth uh, at mysteadymind.com. We're going to give that out in just a second, but go to the website, check it out. That's mysteadymind.com. Seth, give them that uh, email again so they can say, hey, I heard it on the podcast. I want that discount. Yeah, Seth, at my steady mind. And if you just shoot me a direct email and, you know, let me know that you're a listener of the, you know, educational AD podcast. So I'll be like, okay, I know who this is. And we can uh, make sure we get that. I can set up a quick 15 minute meeting to learn more about you, your school. You know, again, it doesn't have to be something lengthy. Just want to learn a little bit about what your goals are, how many teams you have, what your vision is for implementing this. And, and we can put that together. There's also, I think there's a contact us form page on the website. So if you do go to mysteadymind.com, you can just submit that. It'll come through. And ultimately, that's what I'd like to do, to set up 10 or 15 minutes to get to know you, learn what you're you're trying to work on, and, and then we can put together a, a game plan. No, again, it sounds great, and we appreciate you offering that. This has been really cool, spending some time with you and, and uh, getting to know you just a little bit. But we're not done yet. We always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox now you're not an athletic director but you certainly know your way around the world of athletics so we're going to take our final break here from athletic surveys who sponsored this segment when we come back we're going to find out what dr seth hickerson of my steady mind is going to put into his new athletic director toolbox please stay with us we want to thank athletic surveys for sponsoring the toolbox segment athletic surveys are a quick easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys connects you with the 2%, but they also connect you with the 98% that supports your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal, or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey that lets you take the pulse of your parents and your student-athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting today with Dr. Seth Hickerson, he is the founder and CEO of a really terrific website. You need to check it out. My Steady Mind, mysteadymind.com, uh, certainly knows his way around the world of athletics. But right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let him put three things in the toolbox. So, doctor, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? So with mental training, the two things that we're teaching kids how to control is their thoughts and their breath. Your thoughts control your mind, your breath controls your nervous system. So I always want to give people tools and techniques to help themselves control both thoughts and breath. So I'll share with you a couple of techniques you can use to help that. So a breath technique is the first breath technique I want to teach them is called BAMO. And BAMO means breathe and move on. And so the BAMO breath is a four second inhalation through the nose counting one, two, three, four, as you breathe in through the nose, four second exhalation out of the mouth. So when a kid is, you know, just made a mistake or they're stressed or they're anxious or whatever, you say BAMO, we teach them this breath technique so they know what it means. And then they take that breath. They take that inhalation and that exhalation and it calms them down for the moment. So it breaks that kind of nervous cycle. And it's also a call to action, breathe and move on, get back into the game, get back into the, the play, get back into the fight, whatever we got going on, right? And so BAMO is really kind of like a war cry that we use at My Steady Mind. And, and it becomes something fun to say, athletes saying BAMO to each other. So the BAMO breath is a, a breath technique. Another thing as a coach or as an AD that I want you to be, because every word matters. Words are like instructions for our brain and our body. I want athletic directors and coaches to stop saying don't, right? Don't. Our brain can't process don't. If all your listeners, if I told you, don't think about a pink elephant right now, don't start to visualize a pink elephant I don't want you to think about what a pink elephant looks like. Your brain just hears pink elephant, pink elephant. So we want to try to avoid the telling our athletes, don't do this, don't do that. What we want to do is just tell them what you want them to do. So just focus on, you know, 
what I want you to do. What's the outcome or what's the goal or the technique? And if you can just be more deliberate and trying to minimize the words that you're saying, um, focus more on what you want them to do as opposed to what you don't want them to do, right? Like if you try to tell kids, don't open that box, don't open that box, <laughs> they're going to open the box, right? And so a lot of this mental stuffness comes down to, it's called metacognition, thinking about your thinking. So the BAMO breath is a good one. Quit using the word don't. And then the last one is a mindset that a lot of athletes struggle with. We call it time traveling. So what happens to an athlete is, let's say I make a mistake, right? I'm that quarterback that threw that interception. Now I start to time travel to the next possession or the next quarter in my mind, or even next week's game. So as humans, when we start to think about a future event and then we catastrophize it, which is what we do, I'm going to turn it over again. I'm going to make another mistake. Our brain doesn't know that we're thinking about a future negative stimulus it just thinks we're threatened right now so that creates what's called state anxiety so that athlete might be in the huddle but they're thinking about the next play and they're thinking negative and it makes them feel anxious in the moment and that makes it hard for them to come out and execute right and so they also go backwards if i time travel backwards it makes me feel depressed in the moment so that's the time traveling mindset but what we can do is visualize a stop sign so this is another technique if you can teach this to your athletes or yourself, when I start to catch myself thinking forward and thinking negative, close my eyes and I picture a big red stop sign. I even say the word stop, stop. Then I'll say things like be where your feet are, right? Come back into the moment, come back into the huddle. And so you're trying to mitigate that time traveling, which is what they're all doing, worried about the next play, mad about the last play. And we're trying to bring it back into the moment. Picture the stop sign, take a BAMO breath, literally look down at your cleats and say, hey, be where your feet are. And that just brings them back into the present moment. So those are things that we can start to use to help our kids, you know, mitigate some of the things that they struggle the most with, especially when things aren't going the way. And that's ultimately what I say, mental toughness and cognitive fitness, what it allows you to do is it allows you to win when you shouldn't. Right. And that's the secret. That's the secret skill set. How do I beat people when we shouldn't beat people? And that comes down to your mindset and your mentality and having tools to, you know, navigate and manage, you know, poor performance or turnovers. And that's a mindset thing. Well, you probably saw me scribbling those down. Uh, I just love, you know, the, the BAMO, uh, you know, be where your feet are. Don't time travel. Uh, and again, don't say don't, uh, you know, this is what I want you to do. Uh, yeah. Great, great stuff. Uh, thanks so much for sharing. Uh, one more time. Uh, we've been visiting with Dr. Seth Hickerson. Um, mysteadymind.com. There's the website. What's the email if one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh, get more? Seth, yep. Seth, S-E-T-H, Seth, my first name, at mysteadymind.com. Seth at mysteadymind.com. So, yeah, any questions, follow-ups, yep. I was going to say, listeners, shoot that email. They're running a, a great deal uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, you know, email Dr. Hickerson, you know, take advantage of that, you know, help your athletes, help your teams, help your whole program out. Uh, doctor, thanks so much for uh, spending time with us today. Um, all the best moving forward and, uh, you know, keep coaching those, uh, coaching those coaches. I will. Thank you for having me. Pleasure chatting and, uh, looking forward to hopefully hearing from some of your listeners. Oh, absolutely. For our listeners, uh, we do this just about every day, and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Of course, we appreciate you listening. Uh, come back next time for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.